I know you are dying to applaud uh, the team up here. So please, go ahead. And, and absolutely, we are blessed. We are blessed. Let me echo the words of welcome to everyone here tonight. It is great to see everyone here with us. I know we've got a stack of members uh, online watching. Uh, we're glad you're able to join us as well online. Uh, for those of you that might be visiting today, I sent out an email uh, earlier on this morning just really wishing our congregation and wishing our members a blessed Christmas, even in the midst of just all the chaos that is COVID. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised at the number of replies that I got as kind of I said, hey, if there's anything I can pray for specifically, let me know. I'd love to pray. Uh, and, and a couple of people emailed back and just said, you know, because of health reasons uh, and legitimate concerns, we can't be there tonight, but we're so gr grateful that we're able to watch on. Online. And so I know you're joining us, and we're blessed that you're able to do that. I, I even had somebody say they're still in hospital, and, and they're hoping to be able to connect while in hospital. So I hope you were able to do that. Actually, I hope you got home. That would, that would just be a way better thing than being in hospital. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just reminded, as Pastor Jennifer said, we are a multi-generational church uh, indeed, we must be one of few churches that has a week old baby in the service and involved in the service. Like, that's volunteering starting. Like, yeah, I'm all for volunteers, but that might, I don't know, you know. Uh, but what a blessing to have four generations of one family in one service. And I'm not going to embarrass anyone, but we have members in our congregation who are on the other side of 100 years old. And so we really are just this, whoo! multi-generation. Uh, I don't know if any of them are here tonight. You can come say hello afterwards. I, you know, I, I kind of love having that children's moment, and I love the reminder of Christmas time and how much fun the children have uh, over Christmas. And, and often there's just so much excitement and so much enthusiasm. And I know that in Sunday school, one of the, the great difficulties in teaching Sunday school, I, I, I did it very shortly uh, for a few kind of months when I was a teenager, and I realized I was just not cut out to teach Sunday school. Uh, but what I do remember in Sunday school was Jesus was always the answer. Didn't matter the question, Jesus was the answer. So even if your Sunday school teacher asked you what's gray and furry and climbs trees with a big bushy tail and eats nuts, somehow Jesus is going to be the answer, even though you're thinking squirrel. The answer is always Jesus. Uh, and tonight, as we gather on Christmas Eve and as we light the Christ candle, that is the focus of tonight. The focus is Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. About a week or two weeks ago, our family went to go and watch a show at one of the theaters, and it was kind of fun to just be back in the theater and, and kind of watching what was going on, and it was one of these sort of Christmas, not quite musicals, but there, was, there were musical numbers and there were songs that they were singing, uh, and, and various songs connected to Broadway, and a number of them with Christmas connections, although not exclusively. Some of the connections kind of really felt like they were kind of going off a tangent at times. 
times, but you know, I, I don't go with high expectations from a Christian perspective to a secular thing. So I'm not one of those people who goes to something that says Christmas, um, but it's secular and I want them to preach the gospel. I mean, I would love if they did that, but I know they're not likely to do that. But I couldn't help catching myself at multiple points during this show as they sort of weave this theme and the various themes of Christmas. You know, they spoke about the theme of food, which really does resonate with me. Uh, if you know me, you know I like food. Uh, but they, this is the theme they're bringing through. Uh, they managed to link in the trees and the theme of the trees at Christmas, and, and I kind of caught myself scratching my head at one point where they even managed to talk about the Egyptian god Ra and, and kind of how the trees tie into that. And I was kind of like, well, that's, you know, that feels a little left field, but okay, let's run with it. Uh, they, they built in the theme of family. And of course, we know that Christmas, you know, we gather as a family and it's important to spend time with family. We love the fact that we can be as family. And as Jennifer mentioned at the beginning, many of us this Christmas are frustrated because we're not able to connect with family. And we're not able to spend the time with the family that we want to spend. And so we long for that. Perhaps linked to family is the whole idea of friends and, and now we can't hang out with friends. Even in the show, they were acknowledging that for many of us, Christmas is not an easy time. It is a time of sadness. It is a time of loneliness. Some of us have said goodbye to loved ones during this past year. That's why we have a blue Christmas service. It's an opportunity to reflect and to mourn and to pray together as we remember loved ones. You know, they even spoke in this musical about the theme of hope. And how desperately we need hope. Uh, you know, I, I would tend to agree. I think we humans can survive almost anything if we have hope. If we have a hope, it's going to get better. I don't know about you, but that's something I hear from so many people during this COVID time. You know, we have this hope that it will end soon. We have this hope that life will go back to normal. And so there are all these themes woven out, and, and I found myself internally kind of screaming. I realized I would probably just get thrown out the theater if I stood up on the balcony and said, listen, you people, it's in the title. You have it on a poster in the foyer, in Christmas, except you've managed to say happy holidays multiple times. You've managed to point out the Egyptian sun god, Ra, You've sang a song, Mary, Mother of God, but at no point have you mentioned Christ. Now, again, it's secular. I understand. But I'm like, there, there is the reason for Christmas. It is in Christ. This is the hope of the world. You know, it's, it's this fact that we celebrate you heard some of the words, the incarnation, God incarnate among us. The very fact that God took on flesh and stepped from eternity to become an infant, a baby, at the mercy of others. God among us. You know, we might sing Santa Claus is coming to town, but that has nothing on God stepping onto earth. So even as... That car spoke about hope and love and all those things of Christmas. The answer is in Christ. 
Let me read just a few verses for you from John chapter 1. Well-known passage of Scripture, but so fitting at this time of Christmas. In John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, and then a few after that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And tonight, as we contemplate this Advent moment of Christ. As we contemplate the true reason for Christmas, the reason for this season, it is in Christ. You know, often as I engage with people and, and talk, uh, you know, it's, it's quite interesting. I, I often know the kind of response I'm going to get from someone when they ask me what I do for a living. And I kind of point out, well, I'm a pastor. And at first, you know, there's often that sense of, oh, oh you're one of those kind of weird spiritual uh, kind of crazy people, aren't you? Uh, and I try and point out that, yes, indeed, I am crazy, but not in the way you think I am. Uh, and as we kind of connect and chat, uh, slowly people let down their defenses and, and start to ask questions. And there's always two questions I get about Jesus Christ. I get a lot, but the two that I, I kind of always focus on is, firstly, who was Jesus a lot of people, they hear the name Jesus and they have the sense of this man from history past, this man back then, and they say, who was Jesus? You know, when I think of that question, then I, I answer with who Jesus was. Jesus was a man. Jesus was a, a human born as a baby, a fully man, fully human of Jewish descent, from the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Judah, the son of David, the son of the Virgin Mary. Jesus grew up. Jesus became a carpenter. And not only was he a carpenter, Jesus was also a teacher. And people kind of at that point go, wait a minute, that sounds a lot like myth and legend. How can you believe that fantasy story? And, and often there, they betray their own ignorance of history. History is full of the account of Jesus Christ. There were countless historians of that time and soon after who recorded the life of Jesus Christ. There is no denying that a man named Jesus existed. And that he was a unique individual, if we can even use that kind of term. 
Even the, the historian Josephus, when he speaks of Jesus, he talks about the stories around him and, and they seem absurd, yet clearly the entire community believed those stories. Jesus was a man who walked this earth. But one of the other questions I get is not who was Jesus, but who is Jesus? Now, you might kind of go, but that's the same sort of question. No, it's not. Who was speaks of then. Who is speaks of now. Who is Jesus? We, we read it from Isaiah chapter 9 a moment ago. Jesus is God. Isaiah 9 verse 6, he is the everlasting father. We read from the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2 how Jesus being in very nature God and, and you know, theologians and scholars have debated that little term for centuries. That very term of what do you mean the very nature? And, and many have said, no, it was just a copy. It just looked like or, or it was a little part kind of that came along later. And the Apostle Paul says, no, Jesus Christ was and is God of the same being. Not different, not a copy. He is the same. And, and this is why we talk about God being three in one, a Father, Son, and Spirit. This, this theology of the Trinity and over there, I don't know about you, but my mind explodes because I struggle to articulate, I struggle to answer, how can three be one and one be three? Yet this is our God. You know, most cults, break away from Christianity because they try and sanitize the answers to those questions. They don't like the mystery. They don't like the paradox. Yet this is the great paradox of our faith, that Jesus Christ was fully man and is fully God. Who is Jesus? He sits on the throne of heaven and he reigns for eternity. There will come a time regardless of what you believe. Dare I say it doesn't matter what you believe? I mean, it, it matters. Trust me, it matters. But it doesn't matter because at some point, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's why John says... In John chapter 1, verse 12, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. My brothers and sisters, as I close off and as I invite the team back up onto the stage to sing our next few songs, who was Jesus and who is Jesus? Don't get sidetracked by the trappings. Don't get sidetracked by the good things and miss the one, the truth of Christmas time. The reason we do this, the reason we celebrate, the reason we worship is because we worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Because that's who Jesus was and that's who Jesus is. And that Jesus will come again and he will give eternal life to those who receive him as such. My friends, I invite you, accept the greatest gift of all time, Jesus Christ. 
Let's pray together. The team can come up. Jesus, we thank you. We worship you. We marvel at the fact that you are God. That you stepped into this earth, God incarnate. And as we think of history, as we think of kings and queens and a people of power, they were born as babies and grew up into that position. Yet our faith saw the king of kings omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, God eternal became a baby, a child, became the creation. And Jesus, as you came to us, we know that you came for a purpose. You came to reconcile us to our heavenly Father, that we might be received and we might be called sons and daughters of the Most High King, that we would be children of God, Reserved for those who receive you as such. Oh God, I'm reminded that your word says to us, we come as we are. And we don't have to clean up. We don't have to be perfect. We, we're definitely not holy and sinless. And you say, come as you are. For I receive you. I love you. And so Jesus, tonight, on the eve of Christmas... Remind us again of your great love and of your great mercy. And may we again tonight declare you as Lord. And may we worship you as such. For we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.